All right, this is Jens Bunnell. We are here at Door to Door Conference, Door to Door Con 6, so the Expand Podcast. We're here with Alex Hall, the beautiful, spirited Alex Hall. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, she is the CEO of Shut the Fluff Up, uh, an awesome company, um, just even a better person. <laughs> just, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, and, I, and I mean that from the core of my, my heart. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. You've done so much. You've been in this, the industry for so long um, and have done so many incredible things and have pushed the, the envelope for not only the industry, but women in the industry. Um, tell us kind of about that journey. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've been in the industry for nine going on 10 years now, which is like 30 in like real years. Basically. So like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I started by knocking doors. I did that for a while. Um, I, initially, I got into it because I was so passionate about environmental change in mm. college. And I used to go knocking doors to talk about solar legislation that I wanted to have people wow. vote for in uh, in Florida where I went to wow. school. So I used to knock for solar before you could even get paid for it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so when I found a job where I could get paid, I was like, heck yeah, I can totally do this. <laughs> yeah. um, and I did that for a while and I loved it. I was able to pay off my 30K in student debt, um, get my first apartment, get my first car, do all of the big girl things coming out of school. Yeah. But then I, uh, I, init- I eventually switched into uh, starting to do more support roles at a director and executive level for solar companies. So, so cool. spent a lot of my career doing that. I've worked with companies as big as Vivint Solar, where I had my $5 million budget to play wow, around with that's it. things uh, I shoot. could do. <laughs> that, that's right. Focused on you know everything from how do we recruit better to train and onboard better, create a better experience to retain people long-term and give them a lot of fun and fulfillment along the way. So now as CEO of Shut the Fluff Up, we mainly focus on uh, helping with your growth strategy. So we do this for all the way from reps up through uh, leaders and executives and businesses through consulting and training. And we just focus on recruiting systems, retention systems, and sales performance. Mm. So been around the block and really passionate about what we're working on. So awesome. So cool. It's really cool to see people that have been in the industry and are so passionate about it. Um, because a lot of people that we have in this industry, it's like shooting stars. They shine super, super bright. And as <laughs> quick as they get bright, they get dark, right? Mm-hmm. And you're one that that's shined for a very long time. And you've been able to stay authentic and consistent with that. And it's very, very rare. So if you're to think about your career, and we'll kind of come back to things. I want to hear more about what you have. Mm. Oh my goodness. What a good question. What I wish I had at the beginning, honestly, for me was, you know, I was the first woman that my company hired into door to door. So Mm. I was in the second training class at the solar company. They only had, you know, people closing paid leads online before we started it. And, um, and we didn't even hire another woman for months and months after that. So, uh, I, I felt like I got some support from my management team, but there was no structure around training and optimizing your growth in the beginning when I first got started. So I remember feeling very lost. Um, I remember wishing that I had more support and people helping me out and training options and accountability um, that I just wasn't getting from my team. Um, And honestly, now that we're talking about it, I guess that's 
really what I've ended up becoming an expert in. Like that is mm. my specific focus is creating a really impactful new hire experience for people. So people don't come on board and kind of end up with the same same doubts and things that got in my way during my first few weeks. Mm. I, uh, I stuck around for five weeks before I got my first sale, which wow. in solar is probably unheard of because well, most people. Five weeks. Yeah. That does not, that's not when you get paid. No, sir. <laughs> yeah. That was just my first sale that I got. Wow. So still a couple more weeks before I got my install done. And um, it was a rough start. And I, I wish that I had been able to start different. I think it would have shaped things. But um, mm. yeah, now that we're talking about it, ultimately, I guess that's why that is why I focus so hard on the stuff that I do now for that's work. So, so cool. I guess that's a beautiful turnaround. Yes, that's that. That's such a cool perspective to have because you see people like yourself that are so successful and and per personalities in this industry and that have been around so long. I think sometimes we forget these people that we see like you, they've been through some stuff. Totally. They had some struggles. They were like one of the listeners. I'm sure a lot of our listeners that are waiting on that first sale and it's been a little longer than they expected. Yeah. You know, but you take it and then now career over five plus years and look where Alex Hall is now. Right. And look at these people that are, are listening. Like, where where are you going to be? Right. Um, absolutely awesome. So what are you looking forward to in this year? What are you know, you got to shut the fluff up, which has been awesome for the industry and done so, so well. Thank you, um, what are what are some other pivots that you're you're wanting to bring to that? Yeah. So, you know, we'll still have we've got lots of big things cooking at Shut the Fluff Up. Um, this year, what I'm most excited to be focused on is a passion project I've had literally drawn on a whiteboard in my room since 2017. Um, but it is a women's community, door-to-door -door women's community called The Pride. Mm. Uh, so we're launching it on the 30th of January, which happens to be my 31st birthday. That's and so um, cool. we're, it's, you know, it's the season of Aquarius, which is all about community and bringing change and this kind of unconventional look at life and, so you know, cool. being... One of the few women in the space that's, you know, stayed a lot around long enough to get into leadership and, and stay, you know, with the industry. Um, we're probably 90 to 93 percent male dominated in door to door. Yeah. Right. So yeah. um, even though I see more and more men being so excited to figure out how do I, in, you know, how do I integrate women into my community and my and my company better? There's still a big gap there, because if you think about it, the way we've trained and held people accountable and coached on mindset for all yeah. these years in door to door is very like male based because of the problems men deal with when they're doing that stuff, the um, accountability measures they respond to, things like mm -hmm. that. So when I see women come on board, I often see a lot of women fail to to uh, bust through that initial learning curve because mm. they feel like what they're doing doesn't feel meant for them, mm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. But if you think about it too, like, you know, we had a couple uh, guys stand up and talk during the uh, women's panel this morning mm. about how the women on their team, as soon as they get past that initial learning curve and they start really picking things up, they are the best and most consistent performers on the team, like hands so down. Cool. And I've seen that a ton, right? Like, you know, there's never been massive groups of women in the companies I've worked with. Um, I will give a shout out to Click Solar specifically has a ton of badass ladies yeah. um, and so does Pure. And you can tell that's from, you know, the fact that they had 
some men that were in power that empowered some women into leadership. And then those girls have had the autonomy and the ability to just take off from there. Um, but that's pretty rare in our industry. So, so the pride is really going to be focused on trying to fill that gap so that we can not only pull more women into the space and get them past that learning curve, but for the women that want to get into leadership and pursue management positions, mm. I just don't think the training and the mentorship we have in place in the industry now is based around what they need enough to get them to develop to that point. Yeah. So I want to see as many promotions into management from capable women this year as possible. So cool. I love that. I love, I love what you said about, you know, it's not necessarily men just probably, you know, wanting to keep it men or mm -hmm. it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Totally. And when you, when you're recruiting or supporting or helping a male or a masculine figure in your company, it's going to look a lot different than, than a woman and a, what they, what they would need and how to, how to feel supported and how to bring them in. And so that's such a cool gap that, that the pride is feeling is, is empowering. You're right. They totally do. And and one thing I have not loved about this like feminine movement over the past few years is how much hatred there seems to be around the patriarchy, you know? Um, and I don't see it that way at all. I literally, every man that I talk to wants to figure out how to be better and how to foster a better environment for women to grow in their organization. They just don't know how. They're missing some of the tools for it. So I think a big part of this year is also going to be, you know, me and my team being able to focus on doing a lot of trainings around how can we help the male CEOs and executives of these businesses and even managers figure out how to create a better environment to foster successful females there. Heck yeah. So the name Pride came um, actually from, you know, we were trying to figure out how do we how do we name a group for women that we want to be very collaborative, right? The the beauty of having such few women in the space is um, there's not a lot of competition. So women are a lot more collaborative in door to door in general that I've seen. And I want to try to keep, I want to foster that. I don't want to, you know, get a ton of extra women in here. Then girls get competitive against each other and we lose that cohesion that we have. And so, um, female lions in a lion pride actually kind of run the show. So prides are more female dominant and they're one of the few animals where the females in the group are, they help each other out. So if anyone's sick, if anyone needs, you know, a hunt or something, they're all trying to help each other out because they're so community based. I'm sure you've done some research on the pride term yourself, but that's kind of why I went in that direction. I think it really fosters that cohesion that we want to have long term for women. Totally. I'm going to go work the hell out of this and get everything I can and support my pride and show up for other people. Absolutely. It's been hard, gents. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's been hard. I um, I think part of it, honestly, is because I I think 
differently than a lot of the men that I work with, like men that I've partnered with in the past, um, co-workers on my team or whatever. I've, I have a tendency to kind of try to be the, the glue between. And if a lot of people think in one certain way, I want to try to balance things out and make sure we're covering, you know, all of those bases. But because of that, you know, even if I tried to fit in and match the men in our industry, I haven't had a ton of success with it. It feels it, it's icky feeling <laughs> for me to not be in my authentic self. And the few times I've tried to kind of um, maybe step more into that side of my like masculine nature and, and act a lot like them, it just it doesn't fit me well. I have less success. I'm less happy doing it. Um, and honestly, the more I've leaned into my authentic self, the more the way I communicate feels like it's on autopilot, like everything because it's kind of coming from my heart and myself just feels easier. Um, I don't feel like I'm putting on a front. There's nothing for me to keep up, um, which is great. <laughs> you know, I just get to show up as myself every day. Yes, I love that. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that is a really good question. I, part of it too is, you know, if you are the same as everybody else, you are not going to stand out. So I um, quickly was this, you know, person that was really good at a few sales operational tasks that helped me scale departments and do these things. But in the very beginning, my differentiator was just, I was willing to work harder than everybody else around me. I'd stay later, I'd wake up early, I'd go knock twice the doors, I'd stay twice as long at the office, kind of whatever it took. And as I built up this authentic and unique skill set, I leaned more and more into that so that I could be different and, and be seen as different. Um, and I think everybody has the opportunity to do that to some degree. Uh, you want to stand out. It's important to stand out. And so the good news for women coming into the space is you are going to stand out, you know, even to homeowners. If you're on the doors, you may be the first female they've ever run into knocking doors and they've already had nine or 10 people show up at their house simply because of the odds. Right. So um, you already have the opportunity to be unique in this space. Don't try to be more like everybody that you are around. You have this unique gift just by simply being a little bit different than everyone you're around. You are automatically a differentiator when you walk up to a homeowner or a new recruit you want to talk to or something like that. <laughs> yes, I love that, Jens. Professional scale, and this can be directed towards women or men leading women or just all, all together, the, the industry that we have. What is one thing on a professional level do you wish for our for the listeners and those people listening now or watching knew, felt, or could learn? What's one thing they could learn? Like when they first getting started or Yeah, or just, just wish wish that they knew from a professional standpoint. What's one thing that they could learn or feel? Mm. 
You know, I, I think that um, something that I started to learn on the doors that's only hit home the longer I've been in our industry is you are usually the one that is the most in your own way. So when you are first getting started and you are stacking up all these reasons why it's hard to go out on the doors tomorrow and maybe you don't want to and, oh, my manager said he was going to go out with me and he didn't or, oh, they never gave me the right polo size. So I, I'm knocking without like a shirt with a logo <laughs> or something like all of those little things. I'm going to pause you real quick. My wife, she just started knocking solar actually kind of crazy. Uh huh. She goes in and start knocking. They only had size large. So she's just like rocking this massive shirt. <laughs> massive shirt go. around. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Hey, that's how it was for me too. I was like, well, okay, I'll figure <laughs> something out, you know? Yeah. But you can perceive all of these things as reasons why you should slow down or stop. Mm. Whether you're trying to pursue a, a management role or you're just getting started or whatever it is, like there's all of these things that are going to get in the way and it is 100% how you're looking at those as problems. Mm. Like for a while, I, I, I've... I've gone through cycles of burnout, which all of us do, um, especially when you're moving really fast, right? And the biggest thing that I, I learned um, actually from a podcast from Layla Hermosi was she talked about how she made this mental shift at one point because she was working, you know, 10 to 14 hour days and she was just feeling so awful about it. Like it was just dra dragging her down because her perceived idea of what she should be doing was working eight hours because that's what America has decided is a full work day. So as soon as she was like, well, what if I just get rid of that paradigm and I shift into this idea that whatever I need to do in order to get my business, what it needed today is how long I should have worked. Um, and that just happens to be 14 hours for me. Like that's totally okay. I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing at this point in my life in order to get where I want to go. That's right. So I think, um, you know, there's so many me little mental shifts that you can make like that. And, you know, Jen's, I'm happy and fortunate to be speaking to you right now because I just the, the little bit of time I've been able to spend with you over the past few months, you've helped me make so many of those little mental, little mental shifts. And I see you do that so well with people in the space. And ultimately, I think that's so important because you already, not just you, everybody, we all have these tools in place that could make us successful the exact way we are today. You don't need extra training. You don't need all this extra stuff, but there's all of this dismantling of the issues and blockages you put in the way that sometimes you need an outside perspective to help you with in order to really truly see that you've got that in you already. <laughs> mm. Yeah. One principle. I mean, we've taught a lot. We've talked a lot about the authenticity thing, and I think that's so important. So I'm going to add kind of a layer to that. And um, something I've I actually learned in um, one of my MBA courses I took from a strategy professor it was about talking, you know, how a business adjusts over time and why it's important to have different CEOs regularly. The goal of a business is not to have one person running it for 12, 15 years. It's to actually have it cycle with the needs of the business. So this idea that he talked about to us was that there are seasons to a business and you don't ever want to be trying to push everything forward at the same time. He, he uh, 
used a sailboat analogy where if there's headwind coming directly at a sailboat, you don't sail directly into the boat, even if that's where you need to go or into the wind, right? You sail 45 degree angles in either direction and you go back and forth to use that wind to get where you're going. And if you look at that, it looks like a longer path on paper, right? But you're actually, and the other part of it is you're never facing your your uh, clear end destination. So you have to kind of trust that your methods are taking you in this right direction. And I have like, I've latched onto that so hard this year, thinking through this idea of there are seasons not only to your business, but there's seasons to your life. I'm the type of person that um, loves to like make sure all of the plates that I'm spinning stay spinning at the same rate all the time. But inherently that makes me move a little bit slower on all of my goals if I focus all of them all the time, you know? So this, this idea of there are seasons to your life has helped shape so much for me this past year because it's this idea that in order to get further in one direction, you may need to let a few of the parts of your life become more on the dormant side in order to get there. You know, if you if you have this goal of getting a golden door this year or something like that, you may let some of your friendships uh, quiet down a little bit. Maybe you can't go travel quite as much, but that's okay because ultimately, even though your goal is to not only have the golden door, but your friends and all these experiences, you're moving way further in that one direction to get where you're going. And then you can always shift into the next season of your life where you're able to focus on those other things um, and, and vice versa, right? If you have a sick family member or a parent or something. Maybe the season is to really dive into spending time with your family because you don't want to lose those relationships and you want to get the most out of them while you can. Um, and and sh- work might shift down for a little bit because of that. And that's okay. I think for so long, trying to push everything forward, when I can't, I feel a lot of guilt around the parts of my life. I don't feel like I'm pushing forward as fast as I, I should and can. Um, so this, this idea has really helped me, I guess, gain peace and the idea of sprinting in one direction and then being willing to sprint in the other when when the time comes. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, I've seen so often if, if you go home and you tell your spouse, your significant other, listen, I want to set up our family for success. I have been messing around. I haven't been taking work seriously enough. I'm going to go very hard for the next three months. And that's going to mean less time with you. That's going to mean you need to take care of the kids at night or in the morning or whatever it is, like whatever your ask is of your partner. If you framed it in this, like, I'm trying to sprint in this direction to set us up long term. And here's what I need from you. I don't know anyone, at least in my circle, whose spouse would say no to that. They'd say, hell yes, I'm happy to help, you know. And so so this idea of going in that one direction, really emphasizing what you need to at that time, the rest of your life will be OK. They'll understand like everyone will mold around that if you if you truly commit and then you follow through on on your actions what i'm hearing is there's a way to be harmoniously obsessed yes i love that that's exactly right so cool alex amazing amazing (laughs) um how can our people how can the listeners connect with you so you guys can connect with me through mainly instagram i am alexandra hall 
Um, and then you can also connect and start following kind of our journey with this women's community, which we're launching next week uh, through at the Pride Official. Perfect. Awesome. Alex, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jens. Please, please, please just keep being you because there is so much of this world that needs Miss Alex Hall. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Jens. Knocking, knocking, knocking.